All right, welcome back to tonight's intermission. Merrimack taking on Boston College tonight here at Lawler Arena. And joining us, John Risch, the radio voice of the Boston College Eagles, the venerable radio voice of BC. How long have you been doing this, John? Yeah, that just means I'm old and I've been around for a long time, Chiefs. Uh, 97, 98. It goes all the way back to 97, 98. There's been a couple breaks in between, but for the most part, 97, 98, it's been a great ride. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, first of all, that Beanpot game the other night. A uh, little, little bit of an uh, unexpected situation with postponing the game, obviously. I don't think it really had an impact on any of the four teams, really. We saw two pretty good games, but as far as Boston College goes, um, I know this team has been having trouble scoring goals lately. It felt like in that game, if they were able to get that lead in the third period, and they probably would have won the game, they just weren't able to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things. One is um, they've really struggled on the power play this year, and that was evident not so much in terms of struggling in the power play, but lack of chances. They had one power play, and it didn't even last a full two minutes. Northeastern had six. They scored two power play goals. It was a big part of the game, even though there were none in the third period. But give a lot of credit to Northeastern. I mean, their record, it doesn't tell, tell you how good they are playing right now. Northeastern's very very good. They've got a lot of good players, and I've been impressed with the Huskies have been able to get out of their talent level. Well, BC is a young team. A number of teams in the league are like that this year. This Merrimack team is like that, too, and it seems like a lot of the key players are the younger players. Uh, how have you seen the progression this season for, for BC? Uh, B. I, f- I feel like they're 9-2-1 and one in the last 12 games, for example, and I'm, I'm not sure, even though they've won 9 of the last 12, I'm not sure that we've even seen their best hockey yet. I don't think you have. No, probably their best hockey is still ahead of them. Um, flashes of greatness, lack of consistency, but the consistency has been getting better. Of the, you, know, you just mentioned 9-2-1. and one. Out of all those games, their two losses, they played well against Northeastern. You know, They didn't have a bad game. It's not like you look back on, the, on, on Tuesday's game and say, oh, if they would have shown up. No, they showed up. They just lost the game. Um, the game they lost at Maine, they did not play particularly well. But you know, that's not so bad if you just have one of those clunkers in a long stretch of time. So they are playing well, and their most skilled players are freshmen. And when you see guys like Tuck and Hannafin and Sanford scoring goals, then they're going to be a real tough team to beat. You mentioned Sanford. He's from up our way a little bit, actually up in New Hampshire. Zach Sanford he played for former Merrimack Warrior Casey Kesselring up at Pinkerton Academy. How's he looked this year? Uh, he's looked really good. I mean, I think all three of those guys have been a little further along than I expected. Uh, and he's probably the last one you think of. You think of those three. Well, you think of Tuck. He's a first-round pick. You think of Hannafin because he's going to be picked so high. Oh, yeah, and then there's this other guy, Zach Sanford. I've been really impressed with his playmaking. He's a very creative player. He probably needs to put on a little more weight and get a little stronger as time goes on, but he's a very good player. BC's lucky to have him. And you mentioned Hannafin. Uh, as you said, he's going to be a high pick, very, very you know, skilled player. May have even come in a little bit er- earlier than expected because of other developments, players turning pro and so on, but still, uh, he hasn't looked out of place at all this year. Oh, good thing, right? Because you're not going to have him forever, so you might as well get him as soon as you can. I mean, frankly, if you didn't get him this year, you'd run the risk. Maybe he never even gets to Boston College. I mean, who knows what he's going to do? I think a lot of that will have to do with who drafts him and what the organization wants for him going forward. I don't think he's quite ready for the NHL yet not because of his skating. His skating is NHL-ready right now. There's no doubt about it. Is he strong enough for that league? Probably not. Uh, is he mature enough for that league? I'm not sure. You know, things change a lot quickly for guys that just turned 18. Well, we've seen a lot of young players in the league. A lot of young players, too, have been who have been 
key for teams, Brezzini for uh, for Merrimack, uh, Eichel obviously. I mean, any other year, any of these other guys would be, would be mentioned for Rookie of the Year. But so many good players. I mean, the all rookie team this year is going to be pretty stacked. Yeah, it's pretty good. And and uh, the thing is, you know, not all these guys are going to be around for for very long. I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Eichel will not be at Boston University next year. Uh, there are lots of other flight risks, but I'd rather have it that way. I'd rather have the talent, even if you only get them for a couple of years, than say, you know, not have that guy, but we're going to get another guy and keep him for four years. Now, give me the flashes of greatness. Give me the guys that are going to go into the NHL and have long professional careers that have ties back to college hockey, even if it's only for a couple seasons. I mean, think about Paul Career. 20 years ago, he played for one year, and then a little bit of the next year before he joined the Canadian Olympic team. 20 years later, people still talk about him in the year he had at Maine. That's right. Same thing with Brian Leach. I mean, Brian Leach played one year at Boston College, yet he is a Hall of Fame hockey player, but you always, at least the BC people do, will associate Brian Leach with college hockey and Boston College, and that's a wonderful thing for the game. Well, BC's been coming on here down the stretch. Um, it's been pretty interesting to watch the race in Hockey East this year. BC's now moving, you know, within reach of the top spot, as it were. BU's still in first place, but four points out of first coming in tonight. What has surprised you in the league this year? How do you see things shaking out at the end? Well, I'm really curious. We're going to get a look at Lowell in two weeks. And, you know, we saw them in the very first game of the season. So, you know, you don't take too much out of that. They were surprisingly good in October. And I'm really curious to see where they are now. Because, to me, they had been the surprise of the league up until this point. Have the bubble burst or they just hit a little bump in the road? I really want to see where they're at. I'd like to see where their goaltending is at. Because, ultimately, I think that will determine, hey, where do they finish? for the rest of this league in the regular season. What can they do in the postseason? I, I like BU's spot. I think they're a pretty good spot to win the regular season championship. But after that, who knows? I mean, two, three, four, five, they're all up for grabs. You're looking at, a, what, four teams, five teams for three spots. It's a big difference whether you finish third or fourth in this league as opposed to five or six. As well, if you finished eighth as opposed to ninth, I mean, there's a pretty good race down there for the teams that are going to end up in that middle slot and get home ice in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. This is only the second year that we're going to have this format where the top four teams or the top teams get buys in the first round. And I've still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to the schedule where you only see each team twice over the course of a whole season. You know, I'm, like I said, I've been around for a long time, so this is an adjustment for old guys like me. We're not used to change. So I'm not convinced that that week off, depending on the situation for each individual team, is always such a good thing, depending on what your matchup is in the second round. And that was illustrated by what happened to BC last year. They got a tough matchup in the second round. They got time off when it didn't really seem like they needed time off. They were healthy and they were playing very well. Two weeks later, Notre Dame comes in, and, and they beat him in three games. So I'm curious to see if that's just a little blip, an anomaly, if as the years go by, the teams with the buys um, historically do much better. They should. They're the better teams. But I, I want to see how that shakes out and how big of an advantage it really is. You know, as somebody who's followed the game for a long time and you've seen changes throughout Hockey East, we're now in the second year, I guess, of uh, or second or third year, really. Uh, you know, Notre Dame joining the league, UConn. We got 12 teams now. You're only playing every, everybody twice. The, the new playoff format and so on. Well, what's your take? That changes overall. They've been good for the league. I don't know. I think they're getting a little bit spread out. I mean, 
you know, I'm a BC guy, right? So, you know, Notre Dame's not high on my list of favorite places or, or universities. But, I mean, it's in Indiana. Do they belong in Hockey East? It's a, it's a legitimate question. And I don't mean that as a knock on Notre Dame. Hockey, at least, isn't as bad as some of the other sports. Some of the conference alignments we've seen in football and basketball and schools taking conference alignments for their football programs, affecting all of their other sports, it, it's gotten ridiculous. Hockey's not as bad, but all of this conference realignment, I mean, I have trouble remembering which teams are in which leagues or what the names of the leagues are anymore. And, you know, that I can't say that's a wonderful thing. Maybe it's just going to take a little time for everybody to get used to it. But I I still have a hard time with the team from Indiana being in Hockey East. It just doesn't fit. You know, you've been working with BC for so long. Give us your thoughts on Mike Cavanaugh and... Obviously, the success he's had this year has been terrific. Why do you think he's he's been able to be as good as he's been, and they've been able to be as good as they have been this year? Other than Rob Nichols is, is a pretty good goalie, but uh, you look past him, and the rest of the team is playing pretty well, too. Yeah, I don't have a clear explanation as to why they are so much better than expected, because, quite frankly, they don't have that much talent. You look at their roster, you watch them play, and you're scratching your head. How is this a one-goal game in the third period? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, they beat BC one nothing. They lost a tough one-goal game at Boston College. They could have easily tied that game or even won that game. Uh, Mike is a fierce competitor. So the fact that he is getting every little bit out of that team, that does not surprise me. I just didn't think that they were going to be anywhere near this competitive year one. I thought UConn was going to have to, at least initially, go through the same thing that UMass did when they joined the league. And they have not. Now, and I don't think they will, because I think Mike is going to get some pretty good players in there in a short period of time. Ultimately, though, he's going to need a good on-campus facility. And that's what I think almost every team in college hockey needs. You need a good on-campus facility. He doesn't have that right now. I think he'll get it, because I think the university and the state is extremely supportive of Husky athletics. And when he gets that, watch out. Because I think once he gets that, the ingredients will be there for them to be a real contender. I think it's systems, too. I mean, from what I see, they play well within the system. They know what they need to. Everybody knows. Patriots, right, do your job, know your job, and and, and they've been pretty good at it this year. Yeah, and, and, and a credit to Mike, too, because he adapts to that, right? I mean, you didn't have to worry about that a whole lot when you were at Boston College. You went out and got good players, and you let them play. And, and they played, BC over the years has always played a pretty wide-open style for the most part. And that's one of the reasons they're a lot able to attract a lot of high-end, top-skilled type guys is because they have the free will, you know, that freewheeling system. Mike has adapted to what he's had and it's different than what he had at BC it's not the same stuff but he's done what he's had to do to get it to work all right John uh, tonight it's BC and Merrimack we're talking before the game here um thoughts on what's going to be key for the game for both clubs tonight yeah well for Boston College they've got to stay out of the penalty box I mean it'd be great if they could get some power play goals but just don't get killed in terms of um, differential in terms of opportunity. I mean, this has been a tough place for them to play all over the years. Merrimack always plays so much better here at home. So that in and of itself makes this a difficult game. But, you know, they can't, in the second period on Tuesday night, they were down a man for half the period. And that just kills you. It takes away your offensive opportunity. It, it uses up your best players. You've got the same guys out there killing penalties all the time. They've got to try and play some even strength hockey. All right, John, thanks a lot. Have a good game tonight, and we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. All right, Mike, always good to see you. All right, John Rich has been our guest here from BC Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Warrior Hockey.